0: Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy see in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck.
1: Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we are the second in our series of Fruits of the Spirit. Now, Fruits of the Holy Spirit is a biblical term that kind of sums up the nine attributes of a Christian life, and this is according to Paul in his letter to the Galatians, and his exact wording is, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and we're going to take an hour each week. And we're going to really talk about these in depth and how they relate to us as women with respect to women's issues, with respect to domestic violence, bad relationships, parenting challenges, all these things that affect us as mothers and how the fruits of the spirit and what the Bible says about it speaks to us and gives us direction and advice, comfort and validation. And that was one thing that was missing with me. Now, I had this cute little piece of art that was the fruits of the spirit that I have hanging in my house. And I love it. I love to look at it. It makes me feel good. But I thought uh, when Lisa Dietrich, and you can check her out at com. that's L I S A D E T R E S dot com when she started writing these Fruits of the Spirit articles, and I was fascinated by them, and I'm like, wow, there is so much more to know. And just knowing the verse isn't enough. We kind of have to take it apart, cut it up on a plate, you know, pick it apart, eat you know, eat it and, and enjoy it. Um, but it's much more than just memorizing the phrases or going, oh, those are all good things, and, and leaving it that. There's a lot that the Fruits of the Holy Spirit can teach us um, in relation to our lives as mothers and today we're going to talk about joy but before we do um if you guys have listened last week um bear with us while we go through this again but i quickly want lisa to introduce herself um, because she really is going to be a big big part really the whole part of this um, knowledge base with the bible and her experience uh, lisa welcome to the show
2: thank you sandra um, it's a pleasure to be here and honor and um like I said before, I am a pastor's wife. Uh, that doesn't necessarily give me any special knowledge of the scriptures, but what I can tell you is I grew up in church. I grew up in a church that was really heavy on memorizing the Bible, memorizing scripture, and um, I just it just stuck with me. Um, even through the times when I was maybe not really paying any attention to God at all, living my own life, Um you know, it, it was there, and, and it really did have an impact on my life. And even when I went through a very difficult relationship and, and an abusive one, um, I knew that God was there with me, and that is a huge thing. Um, but I think that a lot of, you know, what I've learned in the Bible has been through reading it, uh, through studying it, and just my my background was very helpful in that. Not to say that if you, you know accept God today that you're not going to learn probably more than I know. (laughs) Um, But it it really has helped me um, in understanding the word and being able to communicate it to others.
1: Well, and you've been such a great support and friend to me and, you know, mentor and and inspiration uh, that I'm really happy to share your friendship with me to our listeners today because a lot of this stuff is really hard, Lisa, you know, like, okay, I went to college twice, you know, you went to college twice, we have these big degrees, but it doesn't mean that we understand this stuff and I'm the first one to say that it's hard and it requires you to pay attention and it requires you to sit with some of this stuff for a while you know i'm going to talk about my holy infant so um which was when i was a little girl we had the same hymnal for you know i don't know 20 years i don't think we ever got new ones in our little church and there was the silent night that we would sing especially at christmas and i loved that song and we would get to the holy infant so and i would sit there lisa year after year going what is a holy infant so what because in the page it said holy infant so and then you know tender and mild on you know on the on the next part and i'm like god i i i need to know what an infant so is and we didn't have the internet then so i couldn't google infant so and then when i went to college and i went to church at northwestern in the chapel the booklet that you know we were reading at christmas time had silent night in it and it said holy infant and on the next line so tender and mild and i'm like oh that's what it means. That It's not an infant so. It's an infant space, so tender and mild. So if I can struggle for, for 20 years to figure out what an infant so is in um, the song Silent Night, I think we can all give ourselves a pat on the back for doing the best we can with understanding, really understanding and embracing some of these concepts. And, you know, joy today is one of those concepts that is kind of like a holy infant so to me I've heard it a million times but you know I don't really know what they mean by joy and is joy just plain old happiness and if it's happiness and then there's joy why do we have two of them and you know more importantly what does the bible say about joy and um you know, I think it's hard, Lisa, for many of us with some of these vocabularies or languages that are used to kind of relate to what we're going through or who we are today.
2: I totally agree, and um, I, I kind of tongue-in-cheek call some of these terms Christianese because in, in our culture today, a lot of the terms – aren't really understandable because we don't use them much. And joy is one of those terms that you really don't hear much. We hear the word enjoy and we hear about happiness, but, um, and I'm not a Greek scholar, so I can't really pick the word apart and go down to the Greek. I probably could if I did a study on it. But, um, what, what I understand joy to be is something that bubbles up on the inside, regardless of what the circumstances are on the outside as opposed to happiness that is more dependent on outside circumstances, not entirely because you can still be happy when things are going south. But um, joy is something that's there regardless of the circumstances. And um, a great example of this is what I saw when I was in Uganda uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, we, we arrived at this village out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we were talking out in the sticks Um, And there were, you know, uh, the quintessential mud huts with thatched roofs and, you know, children in ragged clothes and, you know, women out working in the yard. And when we when we arrived in the village, they dropped everything and they literally came two miles outside of town to meet us as we were arriving. And they were singing and they were praising God and they were giving us hugs. And there was so much joy and love in these people who had nothing that it was really overwhelming to all of us. And it was really a a good lesson to us about what actually brings joy Uh, because these people had nothing and they had so much joy all the time. Um, Yeah. And here we are, you know, pretty much living in luxury here and we really struggle at this. A lot of us don't even know what joy is.
1: Well, and I looked up, while you were talking, I looked up the history of the word joy, and you know, and again, according to this one, um, it comes from uh, the Middle English, they they only went back to Middle English, from Old French joie, like joie de vivre, but they talked about it coming based on the Latin word for rejoice, and joy, rejoice, makes sense, but joy and rejoice, like joy is just kind of a shortened word now in my mind for rejoice, because rejoicing is like from the inside out and you know happiness to me is contingent on a lot of things sometimes you know it's 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 contingent upon our economic status our relationship status you know how happy we are you know right or wrong i know i kind of look at like well i'm happy today or i'm not happy today but when i worship or when i pray or when i step into grace um i i feel a very different feeling it's like an inside out bubbling up rejoice i mean to rejoice or to feel joy um is very different from happiness and i'm so glad that we're having this discussion because it's too easy just to slough it off going well joy is happiness happiness is joy big deal but they really do you know like the eskimos having the hundred different words for snow they do represent two very distinct feelings and To me, happiness is more on the outside, and joy kind of bubbles up from my soul. What do you think?
2: I would agree completely with that, Sandra. And um, that's why these are called the fruits of the spirit, because um, I really believe if you don't have the spirit of God in you, you may not understand this, and you may not be feeling that joy bubbling up. Um, That doesn't mean that people that aren't Christians don't feel joy or any of these other things, but... It's more the magnitude that we're talking about and and the ability to rise above any circumstances in life and still have joy and still be able to smile and and greet others and and show love. Um, That's why we're talking about these fruits of the spirit, because, you know, we're, we're talking about having that spirit in us that for millennia was a mystery to people. They didn't understand how that could happen. And, you know, in through the Old Testament times the spirit of God would rest on certain people. But as far as actually indwelling, that didn't happen until after Jesus died and rose and went to heaven. And so that's something that is an entirely New Testament, um, you know, uh, Christian or Christian church kind of uh, experience that um, is just a wonderful thing. Well, and I want to be clear here. We are
1: talking about, what Lisa and I experience we're talking about what has worked for us what we have learned on our journeys in an effort to help you it doesn't mean that other people don't experience these things but we can only share with you we can only teach from what we know and so I just want to make that really clear today that you know Lisa and I are mothers were well Lisa's a grandmother and you know we're working educated successful wonderful women but we can only teach you what we know and and so, I ask everybody listening today to really listen and look into your heart and think for yourselves and really give this a try for you. Because if I had never tried it on, let's say, Lisa, you know, I, my old dogma stuff wasn't working and the training that I had didn't resonate. And when I met you and you kind of opened my eyes to really these kind of discussions. I found a great peace, and that's what we really want to give people today: is this peace and comfort, and love, and validation, and support. So we we kind of dissect these fruits of the spirit because there are messages in there. There is direction. There is guidance. And I am living proof, and Lisa, I think so are you that these are important. They
2: are very important, and and it, it, it's. I've heard this list rattle off so many times, I can't even tell you, and yet, you're right, people don't often really sit down and go, but what does that mean in my life? Um, How can I find joy when, you know, I'm in a terrible relationship, I don't like my job, you know, I don't like anything about my life, where's the joy in all that? And that's where um, we need to, like you said, dig down a little bit deeper and um, take a look at you know what what is our driving force in our lives what is um you know what is the basis for our life um and you know you and i come from a you You know at least i'm
1: going to cut you off i'm sorry i've got to take us to commercial break um when we come back we are going to dissect joy we are going to dissect these things we're going to dig deep so we'll be back again after the break Stay with us.
0: There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck
3: right after these
0: messages.
3: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Working your lower body with weights and targeting your hamstring, quads, and glutes pays great dividends. Not only are you strengthening those muscles, you are sculpting them, making them firmer and more defined. One of my favorite lower body exercises is wall squats with the ball. Place the stability ball, those are the big exercise balls, between your low back and the wall. Lean against the ball so that your feet are planted about 12 inches in front of you. Slowly lower your body so that your thighs are parallel to the floor. Do not go lower than 90 degrees at the knees. Straighten the legs and squeeze your glutes as you come up. Repeat for three sets of 15 reps. Remember to keep the weight on your heels and don't let your knees extend over the plane of your toes. Go at your own pace and make those muscles strong and shapely. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind the scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back
0: to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck.
1: Hey ladies, this is Sandra, and this is Motherhood Talk Radio, and this is the second in our series of the Fruits of the Spirit, and how does that relate to us? Today's topic is joy, and joy we're talking about coming from rejoice, bubbling up from the inside out. How do you get it? Who has it? We do. We're willing to share it. Um, But I had to cut off Lisa before commercial break, and Lisa, you were talking about how we both come from a certain background or belief system, so I'd love for you to finish your thought.
2: Well, as I was saying, we we both kind of come from a Judeo-Christian, churchy background, and um, some of these concepts might be foreign to people. It's like, what what does joy really mean? Um, You know, love has different meanings depending on who you talk to, and peace and patience and all of those things, and that list of the fruits of the Spirit is something that I've heard rattled off hundreds of times. But a lot of people don't really dig down inside and go. Well, what does that really mean in my life? Um, how can I have joy if everything around me is horrible? And um, and that's kind of the mystery of it. That how do we find joy when life seems to be you know sideways?
1: Well, what does the Bible tell us? I mean, that's that's. I mean, there's got to be something in there that gives us you know direction.
2: Well, and that's a good question. And um, what I like to do is kind of look at what Jesus had to say um, in, in the Book of John, not the Gospel or the Gospel of John this time, not the not the letter of John. This gets confusing, right? Uh, so we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And when Jesus was meeting with his disciples, his followers, the night before he was betrayed and crucified. Um, he he had a lot to say to them. And um, one of the things he said um, in chapter 15, starting with verse 9, he said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And that's kind of one of the things we talked about the last episode. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, And that your joy may be made complete. So it gets back to love um, and following God. um, Like we said at the last time, there's really only two commandments, love God and love your neighbor like you love yourself. So when we do that, when we uh, have that love that we can choose to extend to others, even people that are difficult, that brings joy into our lives. And it it is an inside job. It's not something that we can get from the outside.
1: No, and it, like, you know, in your article, and you guys can check out lisadetres.com, that's L I S I D E T R E S.com for her Fruits of the Spirit series. You know, you put a piece of fruit in there with all these little bubbles on there, you know, like in water, you know, like the, the oxygen bubbles or air bubbles. And I thought, oh, that is so perfect. Um, because recently I had to fly to New York to do a series on the Holocaust about uh, Christian families, Catholic families, Polish Catholic families that adopted or took into their homes Jewish babies to save them you know from the Nazis and you know it was a very very emotional week for me and for the women that I was interviewing and you know just the the nature of the subject was, was horrific especially as a parent And, you know, Lisa, I was on the subway. It was 95 degrees. It was so hot. And um, I came up from the subway and it started to rain. And I was walking down the street and I posted this picture on Facebook. So those of you listening who can see me on Facebook, you'll see this like singing in the rain photo. And for that moment in time, I thought... I was thinking, you know, as I'm in the stinky old hot subway and walking up the steps, that I am so lucky that I live in freedom. I'm so lucky that I live in peace. I'm so lucky that my children are safe. And I really, Lisa, I was in such gratitude after hearing these horrific stories um And I came up and it was like milky sunshine, you know, raining a little bit. And all the New Yorkers are with their umbrellas and they're rushing and they're standing under awnings. And I just walked in the rain. And I was it was a point at which I really felt truly like in grace, like, you know, grace is one of those other concepts that are hard for me but I was joyful it was bubbling up from the inside out and you know here I was covering this difficult topic in the rain busy subway 90 degrees you know by all rights you know frizzy hair should be miserable makeup running down my face and I was just so full of joy and so full of gratitude Anybody can identify with that feeling of a moment. And I kind of took a snapshot of it. I'm like, that is my moment where I was in grace. That's my joy moment. So when I think back to, you know, what that feels like, looks like, tastes like, I was completely unaware of the rain and the heat and the people and the hustle and the bustle and the noise. And I just I was so happy.
2: And that's a great picture, too. Um, And and it's a great analogy to what joy looks like. You know, it wasn't your outside circumstances. It was was on the inside. And um, you bring up gratitude quite often. And really, it was um, one of your projects you were working on that really kind of drove home to me how important it is to be thankful and to show gratitude and to really look around for things to be grateful for, even especially when life is not looking so good um, because we tend to focus on the outward things. And when we start really taking a deeper look, like you were looking at the, you know, what the Nazi or what the uh, Jews had to go through during the Holocaust. And um, what, what I saw that the the Ugandans were going through and just trying to get through their days and, um, you know all of a sudden and it's not like comparing ourselves to those that are poor or worse off but it's like we have it so good you know there are so many things to be thankful for even even in Uganda where you may live in a mud hut there are things to be grateful for and we can look at that and and thank God for taking care of us for giving us another day for beautiful sunrises for beautiful flowers oh the flowers there were just gorgeous Um, And, you know, even outside the mud huts, these women would have little gardens or they'd have a hibiscus tree that was just in full bloom. They, um, you know, really tapped into that joy and, and just let it spread around to their surroundings. It was a beautiful thing.
1: Well, and I think that's, you know, like Lisa, we talked in the first episode, um, which you guys can pick up on iTunes under Motherhood Talk Radio, or you can go to motherhoodtalkradio.com, or you can go to com and look up Motherhood Talk Radio and find, you know, these episodes of Fruits of the Spirit. But we talked a little bit in the first uh, love show about... When you're not in a good place, when you're not in a relationship with God, when you're in a terrible relationship with a family member or a coworker, or a husband or a wife, and you just feel like there's nothing left. One of the things that struck me at that time was I had some choices to make. And, you know, these weren't the choices to file for divorce, the choices of what I'm going to do with my kids, the choices of what I'm going to do financially. You know, those were all really big choices. I had to really have what I call my come to Jesus in the morning and make a choice. Did I want to get up? And granted, I was beat down. Lisa, you know this feeling. Exhausted, frustrated, not knowing where to turn. I made a choice to turn to God versus to other men, to drugs, to alcohol, to food, uh, to binge TV watching. I mean, there's a lot of choices we can make to distract us from our problems, but I decided each morning to make that little choice to pray, to choose to find out what I was grateful for. Could I focus on my husband's affairs? Could I focus on, you know, his current affair partner just being vicious to me? You know, I could focus on all that. Or I could focus on what I could do today. Could I go for a walk? Could I comb my hair? Could I... um just take my kids and go to the park and run around for five minutes, give myself permission to step out of the chaos because it's really easy to stay stuck in that place. And when you you think about choices, you can choose to look for what is good in your life and what you're grateful for just as easily as you can choose to look at what you don't want, what you don't like, and what is hurtful and painful. And I'll tell you, even though it takes a little mind shift, you feel so much better when you choose to look at what you are grateful for and what you do have. That's where you get your strength. And when you put everything over to God and you just give it to him to figure out and you just do the best you can and you make these little tiny choices, make a tiny choice to think about one thing you're grateful for. And one became ten and One became 20, and one time I wrote down, I wrote 50 things I was grateful for, and I went to bed and I had a good night's sleep.
2: Yes, gratitude is so important in so many ways, and it it really does help bring in that love and joy that we're talking about.
1: And it's, you know, Lisa, it's a practice. It's a choice. It's a habit. And I know I got into a terrible habit of really feeling sorry for myself. I really didn't know what to do. And I didn't recognize at the time I was feeling sorry for myself. And there was a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, you talk about the flowers, I remember when I was watering the flowers after my mom passed and the foreclosure was done and my divorce was over. And, you know, it just was a lot for me at one time. And I was watering my rose. Roses out front just standing there with a hose and it was like all this mud and I was like, oh, I just want to lay down in this mud and just like (laughs) dissolve, you know, just, just that's all I wanted to do. And I felt my mom's hand on my face, and she turned my chin, and she's like, you need to look forward, no more looking backward. And she's like, I'm not here anymore, and I'm I'm in a better place, and I'm not in that sick body anymore. And she's like, I don't want you to hold on to this. You need to move forward. You need to look for the light. You need to look for what is good in your life. And... What's funny, Lisa, and we can talk about this when we get back from the break, when I started looking for the things that give me joy, real joy, you know, not temporary happiness, um, it faith was a big part of it. But it started to expand and my world started to turn around from dark and bleak and, you know, the divorce, foreclosure, death, all these negative things to hope to possibility, to uh, maybe I have a chance to be happy. Maybe I have a chance to be um, in a different place. And all I had to do was choose my thoughts, choose what I was going to focus on, choose what I was going to think about. And I really did choose joy. I chose to be joyful. And Just like surrendering in our love uh, episode, you guys should check that out about what surrendering really looks like and what it really means. When you choose joy, you can actually create it in your life and you become more joyful just by the process of making the choice now i need to take us to commercial break this is sandra beck i'm here with lisa dietrich you can check her out at lisa she has a blog series called in a relationship and she talks a lot about the fruits of the spirit there's lots of other things there that are just amazing you're not going to want to miss it lisa dietrich.com l-i-s-a-d-r-t-r-e-s.com we'll be back with lisa after the break
0: Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. It's never heard. In
5: 1960, a youth in suburban Chicago lost a front tooth. A new tooth was constructed and attached to his jaw with a brass wire. Soon after, he claimed he could hear music coming from his teeth. That would be annoying even if you were a melomaniac or music lover. Over the years, numerous people have reported being able to hear the radio through their fillings or braces. The most famous being television comedian Lucille Ball. That's enough to give anyone horripilations or goosebumps. But is this really possible, or just a hoax? In the days of AM radio, old receivers used to use a crystal or an antenna. A crystal set had a ceramic insulator covered by a piece of metal, very much like a tooth with a filling. Most dentists remain skeptical, though. What's another word for a skeptic? A piranist. It's Marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words.
3: Girlfriend It is on DougieNet.
0: Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck.
1: Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Lisa Dietrichs and just a quick correction on her uh, web address. That's Lisa, L-I-S-A, Dietrich, That's D-E-T-R-E-S dot com. So you want to check it out because there's lots of great information on there. And what's really great about Lisa's site is the articles that she writes are bite-sized. They're not like big, long, you know, expansive uh, novels and they're written in a way that we can understand because one of the things where Lisa has been so valuable in my life is that she has been able to translate some of these really like, seemingly easy concepts or very complex concepts um, and break it down into a way that I can understand and immediately start applying it uh, to my life. And Lisa, in the last segment, I talked a little bit about choosing joy, choosing your thoughts, choosing to look at these things, um, and what an impact it made in my life. Can you talk a little bit about choice from your perspective?
2: Well, yes. And you know, the the best choice we can make in life is to um, let God into our lives to to let him in and, and let him work in our lives, because he's way more powerful than we are. And he doesn't want us to just sit there and get beaten down and abused. He wants us to be fruitful and to um, and to serve and to work work in this world and make our little corner of the world a better place. And with that comes love. It comes joy, especially you know when we're um, making a positive impact on the world around us, that is really brings a lot of joy into our lives. Um, And it's one of those things that, like you were saying, when when things are really bad, if we choose to look at what's good, even if it's looking at a flower or looking at, you know, finding just the small basic stuff and then expanding from there, um, it starts to change our outlook like it did with you. And we can start looking at the good things that are going on amidst the bad things. And it is about choosing what we're going to focus on and choosing how we're going to respond to the world around us. Um, If we respond to, um, you know, negative things with negative things, then it's not going to get better. But if we can choose to respond to the negatives with prayer and love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, all those fruits that we're going to talk about, um, it really does make a huge difference. Well, it does, Lisa,
1: and one of the things that, that you know, you kind of got me started on this. You got me started listening on, you know, uplifting Christian music to really, you know, give me that boost, and and truly, it just, start, in the beginning, it was just there to drown out the negative thoughts, like when I couldn't get out of those negative thought spirals and, you know, ruminating, why did he do this, what did I do wrong, how am I, you know, not good enough, and, you know, all these things going through my head. I mean, crazy, crazy thoughts, taking responsibility for the whole demise of my marriage on my shoulders because that's what we do as women and then feeling like i failed my children and feeling like i failed my marriage you know i just lobbed it on lisa like boulder after boulder on my back and i didn't even realize i was doing it until you know Um, Like, I started to drown out those negative thoughts with with music. And I listened to Chris Tomlin, you know, hundreds of hundreds of hours, I kid you not. And anytime I felt myself slipping, and then my next thing, and yes, I was going to church, I, I still was struggling with I didn't have enough focus at that time Lisa really to sit down and focus on the Bible so I want to give people permission to go if you can't focus on it don't beat yourself up I couldn't and I focus for a living and um, but what I could do is relax and listen to the music and let that work on my heart and then the other thing I did was I started tuning into YouTube and I know people have a lot of opinions on these different people but you know Joyce Meyer Joel Osteen there's a there's a list of them. And I would listen to them for the inspirational message. I would listen to them for the pep talk. And I went like on this, like Joel and Victoria Osteen spree. And I will be honest, I really didn't get involved that much with what passage they were talking about, what thing they were doing. But what I got from them, Lisa, and what I got from Joyce Meyer and a couple and Wayne Dyer, you know, a lot of these different people, I got the message. You can do it. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep trying. Go, it. go, 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 go 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 and um you know whether people agree or disagree with their theological stance one of the things it did was it prepared me to take a whack at getting my life on back it encouraged me to keep going and i'll be honest i couldn't find that from the bible now i can today but i couldn't at that day i literally needed cheerleaders and somebody to drown out the noise in my
2: own head well, and there's a lot to be said for the power of positive thinking. And, and all of those people that you named off are very good at helping us turn our thinking around to a positive. And there, there is nothing more positive than God in our lives. I mean, he created us. He wants to be in a relationship with us. And, and he doesn't want us to be in this pit of despair. Um, we're, we're not, we weren't made to live there. And yet, you know, the circumstances of our lives can drag us down there. Um, And, again, you were talking about the choice. It is a choice that we make to start looking up and start, you know, turning our thinking around. And I have to tell you, um, there's a weird comfort in having a pity party. You know, it's me and my blah, 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 whatever. Uh, uh, There's a comfort there. And it sometimes takes... Uh, it takes a little bit to rise above that and say, "Wait a minute, you know, yeah, okay." So, you know, this is this is this isn't the best situation that I'm in right now. But what what good things are going on here? And you know, and that's where it's interesting because when you have a relationship with God, He does talk to us. He talks to us. You know, it's not a verbal, you know, like the Ten Commandments where you're hearing it, you know, booming through the canyons, but he talks to us through our thoughts and if we're in a relationship with him, if we're spending time with him every day and the relationship blossoms from there, he'll start talking to you in the middle of your pity party and go, wait a minute, what's your part in this? Um, You know, Why are you thinking this way? And I've had it happen to me, that's why I can sit, sit here and say he definitely will help turn that around if you open yourself up to God's spirit working in you. And that's where that joy comes from. It comes from us having a relationship with God and actually paying attention to him and spending time with him and building that relationship. Um, He's he's there. He's just waiting for us to take that step.
1: Well, and that's like, you know, you talk about like building that relationship. Like that's really important to emphasize the word building. Like you don't just sit down and pray one day and have a relationship. You have the start of a relationship. And one of the things, Lisa, it's so funny you mentioned that because I kept hearing this voice in my head that I'm going, this is not all your fault. You are not responsible for his choices. You're not responsible for everything in the marriage. You're not responsible for everything in the parenting. You know, why are you making this all about you? You are not entirely responsible. And I kept hearing that but at that point, Lisa, I didn't have enough trust in my relationship to God to kind of sink in and realize it. And I think I was so closed off and so shut off. And that's where the music and the inspirational speakers came in, you know. And, you know, some of them weren't religious. You know, Tony Robbins and, uh, you know, Deepak Chopra has his own thing or Zig Ziglar, you know, Jim Rohn. These are all people. Les Brown, another one. Um, he was a, one that kept saying, like, shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you're still among the stars. You know, I would hear all these little things. But what I did was I started replacing all my negative self pity thoughts with other people's thoughts of you can do this, you can do this. And, you know, as I grew and became more open, I trusted more my relationship with God, because, because I came from the standpoint where I thought he forgot me, it took me a while to come around to the fact that he really is here and I really could depend on him and I really could trust him. And then once I kind of got out of my own way, I started to see the miracles, all the things he was doing in my life. And, you know, what a blessing that affair was and how that released me. It gave me permission to leave my marriage and to file for divorce. And I started to see things in a different way. But it took time. It doesn't happen overnight. A relationship doesn't happen overnight. And definitely a relationship with God doesn't happen overnight.
2: Exactly. We have to give it time just like any other relationship, um, you know, there, there are times when you just connect with somebody, kind of like you and I did, but it still took time to build that relationship. And if we had never talked or had any kind of conversation or time together after that, we wouldn't be here today. And it's the same with God, we, we need to take some time and spend with him. And, and that's what he that's what he wants from us, is to, to spend time with him and get to know him better. And yeah, it does take you know, it's a growing thing, just like any other relationship, you don't automatically trust that person. And and it takes time to trust God, because he's infinite. What what if, what if, what if, you know, we have all all of our fears and, and, you know, anxieties, but again, to just start thinking a little more positively, like you did, and to, you know, ask God to just be there and, and show himself to us and to, you know, work in our lives, he will. And he will will talk to you and he will kind of help move you along, but you got to be listening. (laughs) You You have to listen. Well, and that's another thing is
1: like, I had to get silent. Like there was a time period, Lisa, when I was filling my head with scripture, filling my head with, with church, filling my head with motivational speakers, filling my head with music, because I almost had to kind of like rewrite the hard drive. You know, I had gotten into so many negative patterns. So, and you know, and I went to a therapist. I mean, I, I talked to you, I, I did everything, you know, I really made a full commitment to myself to get myself out of here because I felt so worthless and then when you know I would hold on to that perfectly wonderfully made or whatever that phrase is and I'm like you know what I am okay and I am worth fighting for and I am worth rebuilding and but I'm not going to rebuild myself the same way I was like a bunch of Lego pieces. And I I know every broken mom out there knows this feeling when your kid takes the Legos and they're all over the carpet and he broke down just what he made. Well, that's what happened to me. And only I wasn't going to let other people put these pieces back together. I was going to take those Lego pieces. I was going to line them up the way I wanted. I was going to build the life I want, become the person I wanted to be. And I chose to let God walk with me every step of the way and lead my hand and comfort me and validate me so that I could be whole before I presented myself in a relationship to anyone else and I think that's something that we all can hold on to this is motherhood talk radio you can read Lisa Dietrich's articles about these topics and many others on her website at Lisa L-I-S-A Dietrich D-E-T-R-E-S dot com there's lots of great articles on there when we come back from the break we're going to talk more about how do we choose to bring more joy into our life this is sandra beck from motherhood talk radio we'll be back after the break
0: stay with us there's lots more great conversation to come on motherhood talk radio with sandra beck right after these
3: messages if you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on com. Hour. For more information on The Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Tokenhead.com.
5: An article in Mental Floss Magazine listed some actual town names in the United Kingdom that are sure to bring a chuckle to American tourists. Would you like to live in the village of Upton Snodsbury? It's near North Piddle. How about Picklechurch in lovely South Gloucestershire, or Barton and the Beans in Curry Mallet? How about a vacation in Mudford Sock or Puddletown an adorably named spot in Dorset? But my favorite town is found in Buckinghamshire. It's called Blubber Houses. I'd like to send a big thank you to all of the brave men and women of our armed forces serving at home and abroad. We appreciate all the good you do in the world on behalf of America. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck.
1: Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here today with Lisa Dietrich on Motherhood Talk Radio and this is the second in our series on the fruits of the spirit and today we're talking about joy. How do we get it? Who has it? What does it look like? And what can we do to create more joy in our life? And We talked a little bit about choices and making these choices and making the choices about what we think about, what we pray about, what we bring into our um, kind of into our minds and our hearts. And Lisa, one of the things that I found also is I watched a lot of. Christian movies I watched a lot of love-based movies I watched a lot of comedies I really gave myself a break from the negative news from the gory from the scary movies I didn't even ride roller coasters because I didn't want to feel fear anymore I needed to kind of like take a break from fear and you know what relation does fear have with joy i know we talked about what relation love has with joy um or sorry
2: love has with fear but where does fear come in with joy well that's a good question sandra and um you know it really doesn't have a place in joy um you know fear tends to just kind of put a damper on our relationship with God in general it basically is saying I don't trust you enough to let you work in my life I don't trust you enough to um, bubble up with that joy because there, there may be hurt in there and um, so you know when it comes to the relationship of fear and joy Um, It gets back to, you know, do we trust God enough to work in us and to bring that joy up and to turn around the the situations that we have in our lives? And it's very difficult because fear is such a primal feeling, um, you know, and and it's an instinct. It, it, you know, brings up the fight or flight kind of um, response in us that, you know, when it comes to um relationships what do we do do we stay there and fight fight for the relationship uh it may or may not be worth it or do we run um you know we we can't just stay in that and continually get beat up because that's when we start losing ourselves that's when we start uh you know dying inside and um and like you said you know there's nothing left inside of you but ashes and it's time to fly you know um Well,
1: and giving, you know, the thing about giving yourself over to God, it, it takes some of the responsibility it takes all the responsibility off of me in some ways and it and it just allowed me you know like a little child to turn around and go like i need your help i need you to to take some of this over and you know there's a what's what's it with god before me who can stand against me is something like that and i i would hold on to that phrase and it, it you know i'm not real good with words and i get them in the wrong order i have dyslexia so things get all jumbled up in my head but the concept is there and whenever i started to feel afraid lisa whether i had to go to court whether i had to face the social workers or the attorneys or the police or the drama mongers or the other moms at school and you know my ex and you know his affair partner who were formidable at the time i thought I would imagine God standing before me, literally like in a, bully in a schoolyard where you're, old, you know, like my big brother would stand in front of the bully so I wouldn't get bullied. I imagined God standing in front of me. Um, and prior to that, I used to wear these Batman shirts. I wear a Batman shirt under my suit, so I had the bat shield to protect my heart, to protect me. <laughs> and um, I replaced Batman. I still love Batman, but I, I replaced Batman with my belief in God that he will stand for me, he will protect me, he will lead me through. Like a lead block on a football team. And so I would imagine him. I'd, you know, go into court and I was so nervous and I never had, you know, anything more than a parking ticket in my life. So I was terrified, but I kept holding on with God before me. Who can be against me? With God before me, who could be against me? And I just had this image of this person, you know, my God standing in front of me, protecting me. And I know he's all of our gods, but at that specific moment, he was there and I could feel the fear start to go away i could feel my anxiety come down i could feel myself when you feel protected lisa you can do anything and i'm not saying do stupid risks and things like that but when you go into these high conflict situations or you're in a relationship with a high conflict person and you put on kind of the god shield and you know tells us in the bible that this is he's there for us if we just call on upon him and i'm here to tell you it did and I could go through all these things, and still feel some joy in the days after. Not a lot, I'll be honest, but
2: I could, I could, I could do it. Yeah, nothing makes you feel more beat down than going through court. I totally understand that. <laughs> um, and by the way, Sandra, you quoted scripture. I'm very proud of you. You quoted Romans 8:31. If God's is for us, who can be against us? And that is a great. Mantra to take through life with us: If God is for us, who can be against us? And He is for us. He loves us. He He wants us to be in relationship with Him. I kind of stress that. That's why my website is called, or my blog is called, "In a Relationship," um, because we need to be in a relationship with God, not just keep Him in our back pocket like a AAA card to, to call on Him in times of trouble. But He wants us to do that too. But a daily, regular. Relationship where we get to know each other better, and we get to trust more, and and we can open up more, and and we can let go of things more, and and, and honestly, it's not been. I, I'm one of those people like you, Sandra, that just wants to take the bull by the horns and and fix this. And I finally, in the last year or two, gotten to the point where when something goes south, I can stop and go. How are you going to fix this, God? it's not my job to fix everything in my life. It's, you know, you're, you're the one who's all powerful and all knowing. Um, How are you going to fix it? I'm going to do my best to do what I need to do, but I'm going to let you take control of this and fix it. And I'll tell you, I have a lot less anxiety, a lot less fear, um, a lot less, you know, struggles with sleeping at night. Not that I ever had a lot of problem with that, but um, I, I, I can really look at life with a whole different viewpoint that, God's there. He's for me. He's going in front of me, like you said, like a linebacker just clearing the path. I don't have to worry about things like that. And it's a good place to be and anybody can be there. You just need to make that choice.
1: When I saw that, Lisa, I'm going to like validate you here because when you were selling your house here, Lisa and I used to live near each other and now we're in different states, um, I, re- I was so filled with fear for you that the house wouldn't sell and this wouldn't happen and you guys wouldn't be able to move on. And you, know, and you just looked at me and you said, you know what, I'm going to let God handle that. I'm going to let God do his part. I'm going to do what I can. And you were... You were at such peace, and that stuck with me. Because now, when I look and go, "Oh my gosh, how is this going to happen? Ah, what's going to happen? Um, or how will we do this?" I think back to that day where you sat at my kitchen table. You were like, "I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to let God handle that, and I'm going to focus on what I can do." That was super powerful to me.
2: Well, and it is, and um, and you know, I can look back, and it really has brought a lot of growth in my life and to those around me to look back and go he handled every little detail even stuff i didn't even think about god took care of it i didn't have to worry about it and and it's really it's one of those things that you grow in a relationship you can go look back and see how he has worked in your life how he has worked in my life and it really does strengthen the relationship it does give us more Strength that gives us more encouragement and empowerment to move forward no matter what's going on. Well, when I first saw your website, I'm like, in a relationship, I'm like, you're married, you
1: have kids. Like, I was so confused, and it was so weird to me to think, like, in a relationship. And then I got it, I'm like, oh, in a relationship with God. And then I'm like, oh, that's really foreign to me. I don't know what to do with that. And, um, And then I started to understand it. And I really, Lisa, I'd love for you to end in a prayer today for us, um, for everyone listening today, uh, for whatever they're going through. And I'm so thankful that in a relationship finally made sense to me because I can say I'm in a relationship with God. I get it now. So I thank you for that. And I'm going to turn the mic
2: over to you for a prayer. Well, thank you, Sandra. And honestly, I kind of uh, took that from the uh, Facebook status in a relationship Um, (laughs) and can all be in a relationship with God. It's a good thing. Um, So I let's go ahead and pray now. Father God, we just come to you right now and thank you so much for the promises that you've given us in your word, the Bible. Thank you so much for promising that if you're with us, who can be against us? Thank you for promising that you are, you will be with us, even to the end of the age. Um, It is such a comfort to know that you are always here. Um, And sometimes you're waiting on us to take that step towards you. And sometimes we're waiting on you to work in your perfect timing. But we know um, that through you, all things are possible. And that you love us unconditionally. And that you're going to take care of us no matter what goes on in our lives. Thank you so much that you, you want to have a relationship with us and that you are powerful enough to make changes in our lives, to change our hearts, to change the hearts of others. Um, I thank you that we can come to you without any in-between. Nobody, we don't have to go to a priest, we don't have to go to a shaman, we don't have to go to anybody else, that we can go directly to you and talk to you just like you are standing right near, right here because you are. Um, I just want to thank you today for Sandra, thank you for this radio show that we can talk about some of the gritty things in life and that we can work through those. I just pray for the women out there who uh, may be in a very low place right now. I pray that you will just touch their lives, speak to their hearts, lift them up, Lord, Um, just fill them with your love and fill them with um, the peace and the joy that comes from knowing that you are there for them and that um, all they need to do is just ask you call on call on God in the time of trouble. And you are there. Um, I just pray now that you will um, help them to find the way to you and to that you will just empower them to move forward in their lives, to make the positive changes that they need to make and just um, touch their hearts, touch their minds, that they will be thinking positively about all the good things that you have in store for them and that they can leave the stuff behind that caused pain and sorrow and hurt, um, and that um, today they can move forward, that they, this is a brand new day that you have made. And just let them let us all rejoice in that. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. That was Lisa Dietrich. You can check her out at lisadietrich.com. This is Sandra Beck from Motherhood Talk Radio. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about the Fruits of the Spirit, and it's going to be our peace show. How do you get peace? How do you feel peace? What does peace look like? Uh, These are really, really important things for for moms everywhere. We'll be back again next week with uh, Fruits of the Spirit. Peace. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk Radio brings you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests to help you be all you can be. Everything from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, starting a family, or starting a business. Making the most of how you bounce back with style. Join us next week for another great guest you won't want to miss here on Motherhood Talk Radio, live every Tuesday afternoon on Toganet.com.